Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I'm very excited to be here with you guys tonight on our anniversary show, not our anniversary show, I just picked up the wrong script, that's really funny, you guys, <laughs> on this, our New Year's special show, <laughs> don't try this at home, you guys, I am a professional, I want you to know, I have been doing this since I was 18 years old, I never make mistakes anymore, uh, anyway, so yeah, happy New Year's show, here we go, <laughs> we have had some issues getting on, we have some issues with the board and with the chat room tonight, um, I the phone lines are down, so I wasn't able to call in on my regular designated phone line, and so I'm called in differently tonight um, on a different setup and without a, direct, a directional mic. So if this sounds kind of funny, if you hear me take a, a swallow of my drink, um, you know, if you're not hearing me very well, if you're getting an echo, anything like that, please let me know when you call in. Uh, because this is really weird not being on a system I've not tested out on the air before, so hopefully it's coming through okay. All right, so it's our New Year's show, and uh, it's really fun, I think, because we always make these New Year's resolutions, you know, and things we say we're going to do and, and that, and we don't really do them, but here you actually have a support group. So whatever writing group or writing uh resolutions you make for the new year you've got a whole support team here helping you to make sure that you keep those so I want you to think about your writing you know why you really write do you want to be published have you been published how have you gone about publishing have you done traditional publishing are you self-published um, what about editing you know all this stuff what about learning different types of poetry forms just think about who you are as a writer and who you would like to be. We will never reach a goal unless we set one. All right. We may do lots of things, but that's still not meeting goals. You have to set a goal in order to meet a goal. And so I want you to think about what you want to do. You know, where was your writing five years ago? Where is it now? Is that where you want it to be in another five years? You know, the whole spiel, you know, what, what will you have to do in order to reach those goals and don't make them giant and lofty. You know, make them one so that when you, when you, and no, okay, I shouldn't say that. It's, it's awesome to reach for the stars, you know, and it's an awesome inspirational saying to say that, you know, and never let, you know, the, in, the, in the big scope of things, always reach for the stars. But realistically, don't set yourself up for failure. Think of something, okay, this is my reach for the stars goal, but it's going to take a lot of baby steps to get to that reach for the stars goal. So I want to look at the baby steps this year. I want to look at the things that we need to do in order to realistically reach for that star goal to achieve that. Does that make sense? I hope you're all following me. So I want you to think of some baby steps, things that maybe you've not done in the past because your, your 
you know, hesitant about it, worried, worried about being judged, letting someone else read your work, the whole rejection failure thing, um, scary out of comfort zone stuff. Forget all that. If that wasn't a factor, <laughs> if none of that was a factor, what would you do? Okay, what would you? What would? What are some of the things that you would like to do with your writing? Like one year. I used to really resist writing form poetry because form poetry to me is like, um, it's kind of like numbers. I had to count. I had to count syllables. I had to count all this stuff, and I didn't like numbers. But you know what I am great at? I'm great at word games, like figuring out those crazy license plates people have, and you have, and you have to put together the words by what's on there and what they're saying. You know, I always get those. I'm great at word puzzles. And so one year I decided that I was going to learn two new poetry forms. Because if you're going to be a writer, you have to at least have conversational knowledge of everything. You know, you don't have to know everything about everything, but you have to have a a general understanding of your craft. And I thought, okay, I've never written a sonnet. I I don't like doing it. It scares me out. You know, kind of like, you know, big wordy spiders. Um, so that I needed, I, need, I just need to do this. And so I set the goal of myself, which is a baby step goal, of writing two new poetry forms a month for the entire year. By the end of the year, I would have working and written knowledge of writing 24 new poetry forms. Okay? And so once I stopped looking at them as numbers and started looking at them as word puzzles, it just ended up being a lot of fun. And I, in all actuality, I think I only did maybe 14 I didn't get all 24 done, but that's okay because I did 14, and had I not set that goal at all, I wouldn't have done it at all, and that just (laughs) – I wouldn't have done any of it. So I was pretty proud of that. I was pretty proud of myself for doing that. So think about what you want to do with your writing and write it down. Write down some writing goals and then narrow it down. These are the – this is the one I'm going to work on. This is the – you know, this is the two that I'm going to really strive for or whatever it is. Write those down, and then I want you to email them to me. All right. I've got people who ask me about, you know, should they have someone edit their work? Should they self-publish? Should they uh, try uh, traditional publishing? Uh, Should they do a chat book or self-publish a book? What is a chat book? Why would you rather do a chat book than self-publish a book? Huge, huge reason there, folks. Okay. A chat book, I'm going to tell you, this is your tidbit for this is kind of an idea of what we're going to be talking about this next year. So a chapbook is a short collection of poems, and I'm thinking it's 34, if I'm correct. I'll have to double check my numbers because I think it changed recently. But it's like 34 poems, and usually it'll have a themed title, not just the works of, and trust me, that's a whole whole workshop show in itself, um, but that's considered a pub, that's a publicity tool. You go out on your readings, you go out to book clubs, you go out and you hand these out. There's a sampling of your work. It's called a chat book. All right. When you do that, when you publish a poem in a chat book in that form, it is not considered traditional publishing. Therefore, you are not killing that poem for you to later on want to submit it for publication in a print journal. All right. Most of most print journals, like 99% of them, want unpublished works. They want to be the first one to have that piece out there, you know, just in case you're the next Billy Collins. <laughs> so if you publish it in 
a chat book. It does not kill that poem. You can still, because it was only used for publicity purposes, submit that to a publication to have it published. If you do it in a, if you self-publish it in a Works of Me collection, and the, the book has more than that number of poems, and there's some binding guidelines on it as well, then it is considered traditionally published, even if you just self-published it. So they, therefore, you know, you cannot submit that to a publication. So chat book, you still can. Anything over a chat book, if you do self-publishing of an actual collection of poetry, you kill that poem. You can never use it for publication anywhere else, just so you know, unless you, you know, do your own great works, of, which, you know, we can do. We can do what we want. <laughs> anyway, so... Think about what those are. I want you to email those to me. And probably Facebook messaging me would be the easiest. You can, and if you're not on my contacts list, my name's Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A, all right? And let me know what those goals are. You know, you can just make them simple. You can get it, you know, give me details if you want. But what that's going to do is as I'm putting together workshops over uh, 2019, it's going to really let me know what you guys need. It doesn't do me absolutely any good to, you know, do a workshop on on punctuation if, you know, y'all, y'all are good on that. You know what I'm saying? So let me know what those goals are. And, and it's going to get you to think about them, and it's also going to get you to write them down because you have to send them to me. So there's a method to my madness. All right. So that's that part of it. I'm going to give you the number to call in tonight, guys, if you'd like to call in. It is 646-595-3965. We are having some issues with the lines once again. So please, if you're trying to get it on the lines, just keep poking it with a stick or your finger as you dial. Um, <laughs> and it'll let you in eventually. Same thing with the chat room. Right now it's me and one, one lonely guest, 255, mystery 255. We're in the chat room together. So if you're trying to get into the chat room again, just keep poking it with a stick. It'll let you in eventually. So we talked a little bit about your goals in 2019, and I'm going to be asking you about those tonight, you guys. As I bring you on, we're going to take a little bit of time. As long as the phone lines don't get too crazy, uh, we have to be like speed poetry so I can get you all in on time. Uh, We're going to do... I'm going to ask you about maybe your writing. So, you know, think of one really good writing goal that you'd like to push yourself. Step out. Maybe just poke your toe in. I don't care how much, of, you know, just, just something, something outside your box. Because we all, we all say, oh, I don't live in, we all live in a box. We all live in some shape. It might be an oval. It might be a, you know, whatever, a hexagon. But we all live inside our boundaries of comfort, you know. So step out of your boundary. I won't say box because it's so cliche, but step out of your boundary of comfort, something. And uh, we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about that with you when you call in to read tonight. So if you are interested, and like I said, these are going to be used. I'm getting some more guys on it. Those are going to be used for uh, putting together the workshops and things like that that we do in 2019 for you. So I know what you need. So as I say that, those workshops, Okay, we will be setting those up. If you are interested in putting putting on a workshop with us, you can email me or again message me on Facebook, Nyla and Yla dot Alicia, A L I S I A. Let me know what you want to put together a workshop on. You do not have to be a professional workshop provider in order to host one of these. 
you just have to have want to come on and have some fun and spend some time, uh, and it'll be cool. We all have something to teach, and we all have something to learn. So this is just a way to hang out and have fun and learn together. Let me know what your idea is, and we can get something set up. These can be anywhere from a 30-minute show up to a three-hour show, depending on what you want to do. They can be live and or pre-recorded. So if you want to sit on your computer with your headset and record a workshop and edit it and get it all pretty, you can do that, send me the MP3 file, and we can run it as a pre-recorded workshop. If you want to do one live because you want audience participation, we can do that as well, or we can do a combination of both. Maybe start the show out or live or start out with recording and then halfway through switch. And that way we can you know, do, have, have the best of both worlds. These can be um, like poetry forms, writing a poetry form, an actual workshop like we did just a little while back uh, where we walked step-by-step walked you through walked you through uh, writing and producing an actual poem at the end. You can talk about your favorite poet, your favorite era of poetry, whatever it is. And uh, just let me know. We'll get that set up. It'll be a lot of fun. Then I want to thank really quick, we're at the end of our licensing year as well, and I want to thank our sponsors for the show last year, Star Sevron, James Warren Sapien, and my pirate king, Roy Murdoch. I want to thank all of you for helping to sponsor the show last year. We really appreciate it, um, helping us stay on the air with our three-hour license. Uh, so on behalf of all of us, we want to thank you. The year is coming to an end. If you're interested in helping to sponsor the show, you can send me a message on Facebook, and I'll let you know what we need to do. All righty? So forward from there. Every single week, I give you two things at the beginning of the show. I give you a writing prompt. A prompt is meant to produce a poem, a seed of thought. An exercise is meant to make you sweaty, get your pen moving. You're not trying to produce the, you know, the greatest piece of literature ever written. You're just trying to move, have fun, look at something in a way you normally would, and look at it, write about it in a way that you normally might not. Uh, just have some fun, get your pen moving. So you should have a you should have a journal for that, you guys. That if you don't write in a journal with a pen and carry it around with you, that should be your first New Year's resolution. You don't get another one till next year. That is the one you have to make if you do not do that. I cannot tell you how important that is. And never throw away anything you write. Always keep your journals. Someday you're going to look back through that and you're going to see this line and you're going to say, Oh my God, that is incredible. I don't even remember ever writing that, but it's going to because of that, being able to go back and revisit yourself um, and see where you came from, you're going to inspire yourself in the future as well. This is just really important, guys. And we're probably going to do a whole workshop just on the importance of journaling and writing and free writing and the pen moving. And uh, there's a workshop that I put on that's called uh, Writer's Block is Just an Urban Legend. It's like the boogeyman. It can't hurt you if you don't believe in it. And it's absolutely the truth. There is no such thing as writer's block unless your hands and feet have been cut off and the mental chalkboard in your brain erased. And there's no way for you to actually physically write something down. There is no such thing as writer's block. And I can teach you how to make that myth never haunt you again. Uh, so that's one of the things that's one of the things we're gonna be doing as well. <laughs> are you guys are you guys bored yet? All right. So Thank you, sponsors, exercises, the title, the prompt, make you sweaty, write, have fun. Don't worry about what you're writing, just write. So the prompt, the prompt this week, which is, again, 
it's to plant a seed, it's to produce a poem. Uh, it can be the title, it can be a line in the poem, it could be, uh, you know, just the concept, the whole, you know, concept of what the poem's about, or inspire the thought that created the poem. Okay, so because it's the end of the year, I wanted to have fun. Uh, this one, the prompt for this week is called Alpha Omega. All right, Alpha Omega. So, line in the palm, the title, concept, whatever. That's your prompt for this week. And then for our writing exercise, I want to reiterate what I said at the beginning of the show. Write your goals down. What are your writing goals? What do you what do you want to do in the next year? You know, what changes would you like to make? What things are scary and you say what are your some days or your round to it or I'll get to it. You know, what are those? What are those little monsters on your shoulders nagging at you, trying to talk you into doing it, but you always just have an excuse not to? So write down your goals for 2019 and email those to me. That's your exercise. You know, making that commitment, that first step. A writing exercise isn't always just picking up a pen and having to write something because it takes a lot more than that to make a great writer or a great poet. All right. Otherwise, anyone who can hold a pen and put it to paper can do what you do. But they can't, can they? And why? Because there's something different about you. There's something amazing about your brain, the way you write. So I forgot where I was going with this, but it was really profound. That's why you always write something. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, do your goals, blah, blah, blah. Someone, one of you callers will call and remind me and say, Nyla, what you were talking about was this, because I know you guys hang on my every word. Anyway, it was important, whatever it was. All right, we're going to play an audio track to start the show off with. We always start and end the show with an audio track, and if you would like to have your show uploaded to the library or your track uploaded to the library and played, you can email those to me. The word that is in the email address, so it is the, T-H-E, the speakeasy cafe at gmail.com, all right, the speakeasy cafe at gmail.com. Put, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm so off track now because I forgot what I was saying. All right, so make sure that you put audio track or something like that in the subject line for me. We can get them uploaded to the show's library and play them for the world. The piece that I am going to start the show off with um, is by the Hydropods, and it's called Strong Women, and it's my absolute favorite piece, followed by some really close, close seconds, like a lot of them. But this is probably my very favorite piece by them. And they're just incredible. They have about four or five CDs out now. You can find them by Googling them, the Hydropods. Incredible poetry, you guys. This is one of, to me, in my opinion, um, some of the greats of our contemporaries. Ones that, you know, the, the Billy Collins of the last era. All right, so this one is called Strong Women. We will play this, and then I will get right back with you. My sister is strong of heart and strong of mind. She stands like my mother once stood, proud and on the world. The same world I stand upon, not as proud of myself as I am of them. I speak warmly of women who endure through tenacity and sensibility, creativity and desire, 
power and awareness. Women who persevere and stand proud and on the world. And I avoid women who whine and the ones who point fingers and complain, the ones who chide and blame others for their failures, sexuality, or worldview. I prefer strong women, ones who leap barriers like real women, not like men or gazelles or bats, but with all the grace and strength of true women. And I like intelligent women, women who know how to hold their own, toe-to-toe against any man or anything that stands on this world, women with original thought and insight, because that's how I was raised. I prefer strong women, not cat-fighting women, breast-pounding bodybuilders, or cookie-cutter fashion show runway whores, or women who use men as models. Women who know history, who know men are more than a rampaging army of cyclop cocks. Women who know children are more than leverage, who know the world on which they stand and draw power from it. Women who are leaders, women who can process and comprehend, women who are great thinkers. And women who don't like me saying that are probably not that. I like women who can look you in the eye. No pretense, no false flattery, no apologies, no thanks. I've been challenged by many, topped by a few, slapped in the face by some, and shot to hell by a couple in particular, but I still like strong women, no matter what you think. I don't happen to like weak, whiny women, just as I despise weak, whiny men. I can't pretend they're worth my time. If you're a weak woman, blame me now and get it over with. Keep crawling. But if you're a woman who possesses greatness, we have nothing to worry about. You wouldn't let someone like me get in your way anyway. And when I say something good about a woman, and when I say something bad about a woman, take a good look at the woman of which I speak and judge us fairly as you stand or kneel on this earth. Hydropods with strong women, absolutely amazing artists. I love them. I cannot tell you uh, how incredible they are. Really check them out. You can find them. Google them. The Hydropods all over, all over the internet, all over YouTube, and uh, really, you really enjoy them. All right. So, guys, what comes next? That's right. You guys come next. All right, so if you are on hold tonight, first of all, let me give you the number to call in. It is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. All right, you can get called in. If you are called in, this is what you can expect tonight. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as 731 is our first caller tonight. Listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. Let everybody know who you are. You don't want people to wonder who that is reading and never know. You don't want your name not attached to your work. Never send your work out there in the world without your name attached to it. So please make sure, be courteous, and uh, make sure people know who you are. So when I bring you on, introduce yourself. Right now you can read two poems and you know, two normal-sized poems, not two epics. Um, right now we're at a two-poem limit if the lines fill up too much. It's the holiday season. A lot of people are gone, so I don't expect it to be real busy tonight. But it surprises me sometimes. So if you would like to um, read to you can. 
if that changes, I'll let you guys know if we have to move it back to a one poem limit because of time. We'll be able to do that a little bit later on. So then when you are, we don't have to worry about, I'll, I'll, I'll explain the whole homework exception if we have to go to the one poem limit. I'll wait till then. I'm not going to do it now. So uh, introduce yourself. You can read one to two poems. When you're done reading, give you a URL. That way people can come over and find you and get to know you and your work better before you come back here next week and read. And then please remember that we are a mature-rated show. That means you're bound to hear just about anything, with the exception of adult pornography poems. You know, no bumping body parts, no tab A into spot B. Don't get too graphic, and we're good to go. We don't want to make our, our raiders unhappy and lose our license. So no word porn. And that you're good to go. Erotica's okay as long as there's not graphics, you guys. And you know what I'm talking about. So, you know, don't make me stand you in the portrait corner by pushing that too much. Isn't getting trouble. With that said, I want to give you the three callers so you know who you are coming up fairly quickly. Quickly, as I said, seven three one is our first caller. Then we have four one nine, and then after that we have two o two. All right, so let's go ahead and get to our first caller. And let me know how I sound, you guys. Like I said, I've not used you know, hear me bringing the mic around. I've not <laughs> I've not used this setup before, so uh, just make sure that you guys can hear me okay. Please let me know. All right, let's go ahead and bring our first caller is seven three one. Seven three one, you're on the air. The important thing is how do I sound? You sound awesome. I always sound awesome. You do I, wanna give I you, can hear you very I'm going to give you bad news to start the show. No, you get the bad right. news. What? I just sent you something uh, in your mail. Uh, Dajine Anyande is how I pronounce her name. Most people know her by her writing name of uh, Ing Westick. She's from the Netherlands. She, for the last year of Whispering in the Wind, our poetry site, that I was mm-hmm. pretty involved with. She was like the editor, and she took ill. When she did, Karen closed the site down, completely stopped it. So we came to an abrupt halt. Anyway, Ian passed away this week, uh, day after Christmas. She had cancer. And uh, so that's really sad news. Now, you you probably don't know her, but people that that will listen to this program worldwide, through the week, we'll know who I'm talking about. And you'd spell her name I-N-G-E-W-E-S-D-I-J-K. So I just wanted to let people know because people know who she is. But in the poetry world, without MySpace, these don't travel very fast anymore, good or bad. You know, that's really true. Isn't that weird, the differences in those two communities? And it's really funny Somebody who is not around during the MySpace days will never understand it. You can try to explain it to them, and they'll just they'll never understand the magic of that place. I don't think. And I did I did hear and did know. I mean, she's not, she's. I knew. Um, and it's it's really hard to know what to say when something like this happens. But I just have to say thank God and how blessed. We are to have her fingerprints here on us forever. You know, what a beautiful shadow she has left in this world for us to stand in and walk in because she was amazing. 
She really was. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you know, you know one thing that came great from MySpace, the direct result of MySpace? What's that? Speakeasy Cafe. <laughs> that is so true. You know, it all happened because I was bored that everybody had to work on a Monday, and I had a Monday off, and I posted a bullet and wrote a, wrote a little prose piece about let's all go meet at a cafe, and I'll write notes to your bosses, and we'll all have the day off. And if we all had it, someone asked me, I think it was Jimmy Ray, asked me, uh, what will we do on this day off? And so I, I started writing a reply about we're all going to go hang out at the speakeasy, and then we walked down the street for a ways, and I stopped in this funky little clothing shop and bought a uh, Desperately Seeking Susan Madonna knockoff jacket. And we went a little bit farther and bought some jelly beans and the red licorice and went further and went to the art museum. And, you know, I just wrote about everything that we did that day. You know, and, and we started out getting coffee at the Speakeasy Cafe. We kidnapped the waitress, by the way. Her name's Molly, redheaded Irish, beautiful, by the way. And we ended up, you know, at the end of the day, we... Uh, took her back to work and closed off the day at the speakeasy and then all went home. And that's how this, that was the seed, the catalyst for the show being here 12 years now. Isn't that amazing? You were there for that. No, no, I was not. I came way after that. No, for the MySpace days of that happening. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I kind of have a similar story. Uh, uh, Lisa Jocelyn and I were communicating on a Friday night. We were emailing, and she said, "Find me a poetry site that has tasks or whatever." And and after about twenty minutes, I came back. I said, "This Dolly, I said we know Dolly." I said, "This Friday night, there's nothing on Friday night. There's not." They said. If people are gearing up for Saturdays. That's their big blowout days. That's their rating space. So uh, I said, I, I've got a, an idea in my head I've been toying with. Here, this will give you something to do. Run with this. And uh, and I sent her a, a message. I, I, said, I called her. I think I sent her a message and called her. And uh, she said, so you want me to write a poem about balloons? How do I write a poem about balloons? I said, well, simple. You write the first verse, and then here's four people's names. Two of them are friends of yours, or friends of mine. And I said, send it to one, have them write a verse, and send it back to you. And I said, it's got to fit yours. It's got to match. So whatever you choose, they got to match it. Physically, you know, if it's A, B, A, B, they've got to be the same. I said, you're going to write a poem together. And she got done. And the uh, the person I had closing it, she said, I've never read this person. Can she write? And I said, well, I've never seen a poem by her yet. I said, but I guarantee you she can write. She goes, how do you know? I said, I've seen her comment in poetry poems for about three weeks. I said, trust me, she can do it. That was Ellie Funky Boots that closed out our first Poets Roundtable. That's how it all got started. There you go. Uh, I loved her so much. Still love her. Mm Mm-hmm. I, you know, to this day, I cannot see boots and not think of that girl. Same talk, here. That's what I mean when I'm, I talk about fingerprints. We leave fingerprints, you know. She's she's not here with us physically anymore, but she never has never left us. 
you know? It's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. All right. So. Let's do poems. I'm going to read a poem okay. tonight by Christine Wickman. Christine Wickman was one of four girls, another which was Dahlia, who we were just talking about. They all came to MySpace together. And the reason they came to MySpace together is because they had been in one other form, and their thing that brought them all together was they were American Idol fans. That's That was the group they came from. So they all came to MySpace. Now I got to be big buddies there, too, further. And, and, uh, and Christine is a part of Blogophilia. Let's don't go into that story. But anyway, we're all tied <laughs> together. We're all tied together. We're we're family. So she wrote a poem this week called Silver and Gold and it it totally moved me. And and I I told her that I would be riding around the next day, which was today, reciting it, riding on bad roads in the rain, and I really did. I knew the places I was going. It was ugly. Life in the construction business is not always fun and games. But I did just what I said. I told her I would be listening to uh, uh, well, I was listening to Somewhere in My Love. Cause that's, that's what her poem made me, made me think of. And I listened to the Ray Conniff version because I always choose Ray Conniff first because I'm really old. And that's what old people do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to get into Christine Wickman's poem. I didn't here. get that I'll memo. Be... I need to start doing that. I'm way older than you. Don't don't go there. You're you're my child. You'll be my child bride someday. All right, here we go. Christine Wickman's poem, Silver and Gold. Silver crescent waxes gold, a radiant moon on her throne. Nights of blue swirling with stars. Never has she felt so alone. Golden orb radiates silver through the veil of day. The real hues are delicate. Forever distant, he must stay. Though cherished is the rare eclipse, it has always been her wish to blend shadow and glow indefinitely, creating a perpetual harmony. Who is to say the two cannot persist to exist with a playful permanence betwixt twilight or dawn? If the union seems so right, who has deemed it wrong? Another deep-seated mystery or misplaced secret history. Only the universe knows what the ephemeris clearly shows can possibly be done with the moon and sun. In form. I love it. You're going to read two? I can. Okay. I can do all right, let's go back over to Lisa, to Dahlia, the other person we were just talking about. And I have a poem mm-hmm. that she wrote today, or posted today. It's called Refuge. Refuge by Dahlia Ramon. She ventured deep into the woods this time, deep enough to get lost, as she wasn't merely seeking out the moon this time. She was seeking refuge. The wooded floor was soft on bare feet, blanketed in lush ferns, bright green moss and the occasional golden pickle pine cone, shimming off to the side, bathed in the silver light of the crescent moon, hanging just so against an otherwise deep indigo sky. 
She caught glimpses of the light, but could not find the source through the trees. Confused, she did not know where to look until she stopped looking right in front of her. Sat the most exquisite creature she had ever seen. Calm, quiet, wise. A vision in silver and gold and white, possessing a softness she longed to feel. What was this refuge she sought? The barn owl studied her for a moment, and then she heard his words. Some people are nobody's enemies but their own. She would have thought it odd hearing words from a barn owl had she not been struck by the accuracy of his words. Pardon me, she said. The barn owl turned his head from side to side to side until she felt like he had looked into every angle of her soul. My dear child, you did not come to the forest to become lost. You were already lost before you came here. Now tell me, who do you really seek to protect? Intrigued and humble, she sat down beside the barn owl. I used to think it was only myself, she began. But I suppose it's more than that. I seek in others that which I am, and I fear finding what I seek, such that I will often abort the journey. Perhaps it is because I think so much of warm and sensitive hearts that I would spare them from being wounded, both theirs and mine. The bar now spread out his wings and drifted off his perch to stand beside the girl. Close your eyes and reach out your hand, he instructed. She closed her eyes and reached out a tentative hand. The barn owl met her reach, and his feathers brushed her fingertips. She marveled at their contrast. Some feathers were soft as down, and others sturdier, heavier. There was both a softness and strength to him. But this she felt a small gap between a couple of his feathers. She opened her eyes and looked at him. Yes, it is a scar, a battle scar from long ago. And it's not completely healed. But remember this, my child. Those who are wounded can still fly. And with that, the barn owl spread his wings and took off into the night. She watched him soar above the trees through the indigo sky and beyond the crescent moon that had eluded her earlier. Light, love, scars, flight. Warmth and sensitivity, softness and strength, calm, quiet. Wise. She was the moon and the owl. She was her own refuge. That was phenomenal. You know, the, the part, you can hear a poem and there can be a part that really jumps out and grabs a hold of you and just sucks you in in, in, in it. it. It's the defining moment of the poem. You know, it, it brings a visual. I guess it, it's the thing that sparks the visual and makes it real. And when she was talking about the barn owl tilting its head in all different angles and directions, anyone who has seen an owl, actually seen one real, you know, and I guess on YouTube counts. But the the way that they just jerk and look, and their eyes are so big, and she's explaining, you know, how he you know, examined her from every angle, you know, until he knew, you know, all of her soul. And I just butchered that line, but the concept is what I'm going for here. That was incredibly palpable. That was just, I mean, I felt it. 
It was awesome. That was an incredible piece. Well, great. Glad you liked them. You liked them both. That's good. I did. I love my girls. Very much so. They love you. All your girls love you. Well, thank you. You're very kind. Um, Okay. You know what time it is now? It's time for me to step aside and make room for the real poets. So let's proceed on and with our New Year's show and and congratulations on reaching another milestone, my dear. Thank you very much. And but what yeah. are your writing goals for 2019? Well, I tell you what, I have a poetry site uh, on Blogspot. And I managed to go the entirety of 2018 and not post a single thing. My goal in 2019 is to at least post one. That means I got to write one. <laughs> I approve of this goal. That's that's pretty but much the only if, goal if I have. If you write one, you'll write more. Possibly, I don't know. I, I just I don't like to try people's patience. So there. It's much more fun to read other people's stuff because they're better. <laughs> so there. Well, it's good to keep your fans fed too, though. Fine. <laughs> Say bye. Let's move on. Bye, sweetie. We'll talk to you in a little bye. bit, hon. Bye-bye. All right. So our next caller comes from area code 419. 419, you're on the air. Hello? <laughs> Hello? Sorry, I was, on, I was on speakerphone, so I wanted to turn you off speakerphone. This is Shelly. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine, sweetheart. How are you? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you good. Um, I When I wait for the show and I listen to you on speakerphone, but when I speak, sometimes I turn it off because sometimes people get garbled because of my speakerphone doesn't work very well. <laughs> can you hear me? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can. I just wanted to make sure because I'm on a different setup today because the lines were down, so... I had to set this you up. Fi- I mean, you, you sound different, but I can still hear you. This, okay. You sound different. You sound like you're in a cave. <laughs> oh, oh, yay. Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, my. Oh. How was your Christmas? Good? It was It was wonderful, yes. Nice. It was really That's good. always good. Nice. <laughs> Mine was better than expected, so that was really good. <laughs> Well, that's always good when that happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I have two pieces if I'm still able to read two. I'm waiting for I you tried to introduce yourself. Oh, um, my name I, is Shelly Gambino. I was trying Gambino. to be patient, but. <laughs> <laughs> Shelly Gambino, um, a.k.a. Agent 419, reporting for duty. <laughs> Yay. Oh, boy. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh um, the first one I have this evening is entitled Bitter Avenue, and these are going to my old school poetry boots because I haven't written a new one in a while. So, <laughs> um, I drank you up, hard to swallow, choking on your mannerisms. Your put-downs really struck my core, at first ignored. Now I relive over and over in my mind, wow, just wow, I can't believe my tolerance, my patience, my very own stupidity. I was a pawn in the game you played, only it was all in your head. 
My winning piece was stalemated, but just paced itself to the victory lap. I won at walking away. I won at winning nothing. No pride to inherit, no grand prize to collect. Nothing ventured but good fortune to be able to quit playing your game. As you just move on to your next victim, never once cared for real, the only person you really fool is yourself. I knew the participation in your tangled web was purely me wanting to find comfort in another human being. That is right, you are still human, only, tr only lying to yourself to try and justify your being. The act actions you instill, not only to yourself, but to others also. Your very existence is parasitic, but really, how long can that last? Your host gets fed up and wanting nothing more to do with you, cutting off your supply of food, water, and oxygen till you can't breathe and you are the only one left choking, choking on your own deceit. You said sorry for hurting me, but you lack in sincerity. All the lies you told, you kept feeding me like I was the parasite. Only I was the one broken, lost, confused, longing for what was never to be. I would lie to admit my heart was not affected. With your venom you spew, I, completely rejected, yet afflicted, will continue to carry on my wayward friend with a crust for a soul biding your time. End poem. Wow. That was phenomenal, <laughs> so sweetheart. It was called Bitter Avenue for a reason. <laughs> <Just> a little <laughs> bitter. <laughs> oh, and then so, the other uh, one I, I have. What kind of day you were having there, love? <laughs> That one, yeah. <laughs> I hope not. Today was a good day, but way back in 2012, that was a bad day. <laughs> Actually, more of a reality-seeking day. You know what I mean? It wasn't when you find reality. <laughs> um, truth hurts sometimes. Um, the other piece that I have is Enduring. It's probably in the same line because it's written the same time. <laughs> yeah, it is the same way, but it's called Enduring. Your words pierce my heart, penetrating so deeply. They have become a part of me, forever ingrained in my memory. Though I don't dwell, they still exist, never going away. The words you utter under your breath, the mind you speak so freely with, never once thinking what your words did to me, playing as if nothing is wrong, blaming it all on me. Yet I am the sting, you, your words, the bee, hurting me deeply, with more stones you throw, forever wondering, what is it I have done to you? Did I deserve the product of your free speech? Your very words wound like weapons, leaving blood spilt only you will never see. For it is in my heart where you wounded me the most. I see things a lot differently. You even say I changed. Walk in my shoes for a day. Take back the words you say. Have someone talk to you as you have to me. Trust me, it wounds, but it'll never be from me. Sorry if I'm not the same. Sorry if I wound too deeply. Chastise me if you will. Blame me for the venom you spill, as the scar will attempt to heal. I just wanted to tell you how I feel. End piece. <laughs> you know, I love the way that you made that lyrical, which gave strength, I think gave strength to it. Kind of a, mm. you know, it was a, it was strong feelings and all that, but by doing it lyrical, it gave it a playfulness that made it even stronger. Kind of like that line in, you know, I always use that. I always use that as an example. But you know, in the movie The Labyrinth, when she's standing there and she says, "You have no power over me," you know, that kind of Aww. a feeling, that realization. Nice. So awesome! I loved it. Okay, awesome. Thank you. You, are very you have a welcome. good evening. And if anybody wants to find me, I'm on Facebook under Poetical Intrigue is where I post all my poetry. I try to keep it updated. <laughs> 
Very so. cool. All right, sweetheart. Great job, honey. Thank you. Have a good evening. <laughs> you too. Thanks. All righty. Our next caller, you guys, comes from dun, 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 area code 202. 202, you're on the air. Good evening. How are you? This is uh, King's Cadence am- from D.C. Hey, King. How are you, sweetheart? I'm fine. I'm fine. It is good to hear from you. I'm good. I'm doing really well. Uh, So, uh, what are what are your writing goals for the year 2019? Um, to overcome my biggest writing fear, and that's to actually do a book. Um, I tried it once with somebody's assistance, and the whole thing was was a terrible experience. And ever since then, mm-hmm. I shot away from doing it. And that's all I hear. When are you going to do a book? And I just be BS. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I want to actually do it. So Very cool. So that's a huge goal. What kind of baby steps yeah. do you think you're going to need to take to reach that goal? Um, seeking and actually I mean, accepting help. We were talking help. about that at the beginning. Yeah, we were talking about that at the beginning of the show. It's great to to do those big goals, and that's a big goal. Um, so mm-hmm. what steps, I want you to think about that. I want you to think about what steps, baby steps you're going to need to take. What are the little things you have to do in order to reach that goal this year? And write them down on a piece of paper, and I want you to, or, and then type them to me in an email, send them to me in an email, because it's those things that people need help with. And you said asking for help was one, what we won for you. So asking for help, how can you do that? Send those to me because those are the things that are going to help me put together the workshops for next year. So if you're wondering, you know, how important is it and what is the, uh, you know, first of all, how important is it to have your work edited by someone else before you send it off? And then how do you deal with an editor? Because that's like somebody, you know, walking up and taking your baby and ripping it apart. That's what people think an editor does and tells you you're you're a crappy writer and don't write it like that, and that's stupid. Why would you write it that way? That's not what an editor does. So, you know, being able to talk about, you know, how important it is to have someone edit your work and what that entails, what benefit is it to you, and what's the difference between someone that's doing a good job editing and someone doing a bad job editing. Um, So no matter what those things are, send them to me and let me know because that will help us give you what you need to reach those goals this year. Okay. All right. Now, <laughs> what'd you bring us? Um. Okay. I'm um. I'm gonna attempt to do this piece butterfly effect. It's one of my most difficult okay. pieces, so I'm gonna do it. Um. It's called the butterfly effect. Dear diary. I lay here counting hours until everyone leaves. I can feel she, smiling, knowing I'm too childish to challenge. Heart racing, anger welling inside in my dark places. Trusting, part vacant, she's chosen me openly. Grooming me, whispering while stroking me, tears, fearing rush, crushed, twisted visions of her saying to fear nothing. Told me that I make her feel wanted. With my face pushed between her legs, I'm still haunted. And it's as dusted like maybe my body responded, signifies that perhaps I wanted it. Close to climax, I pull back 
her hands grasped as I gag and I gasp. And she almost laughed, smiling, saying, one day, a woman's going to really want your ass. Nah, that's not right. That the day I regretfully got ready, heart thumping, my soul screaming for good reason, sliding out of the car. I was barely able to breathe, tugging my shirt way down on my knees, my smile forced, attempting to speak, crackling, cowering, quivering in my loud voice, thinking quickly, I whispered, Mommy, I think my stomach is having a problem. She said, if you want to go back home, you can. We have to leave now instead of tomorrow, so I jumped in the car, smiling my favorite toy, the ball my neighbor bought. As my mother started the car and music playing, she's singing a version of just the two of us. That's short of amazing. Driving faster with no traffic, dirt roads, the most classic, no thoughts, no cares. A deer flashed and she swerved to pass it. I fell to the side, the ball dropping, catching it. Falling was no option, it dawned on me when the sound of my mother stomping the brakes, but we weren't stopping. The tree coming at us fast, backwards, she grabbed me to shield me as the last option. Metal crunching and then nothing but the horn blaring. My mom laying motionless, fire crackling beyond the door, but I can't open it. More flames, ditch effort, screaming. My mom's name, the last explosion was the end of my pain. Nah, that's, that's not right either. Dear diary, my door's open and I hear her approaching. I'm trying to fit under the bed, a likely plan of sorts. She hits the radio mood music. My heart heavy, I can lose it. This blade under me, death grip so fit, so right I might use it. But I refuse. This seducing, and now she's moving like it's her form of pleasure, her form of abuse. Her hands gripping my PJs for dear life, one hand grabbing the bed leg, tightly gripping that knife. She's so strong and the fear's consuming, I barely can see what I'm doing. But as long as she's getting ruined, I start stabbing. So nobody's moving. Her screaming mixed with mine, dust of fears and remixed with tears, whispering her name and I can't even remember mine. Then I realized that it wasn't her, but my grandmother coming to say goodnight. I still not right. Dear diary, no matter how many times I try to change this, I can't avoid it. I can't stop it. I can't understand why she chose me. Maybe because I was easy. Maybe because I wanted it. Maybe because no one would believe me. My thoughts shaking as she pushed the door open and said, put the book away. I again knew that none of this was right. Under the bed, I found that knife that I had. Fuck my life. My throat sliced. Her fear she watched me die was so nice. I'm going to finally get some rest tonight. God bless my butterfly thing. And peace. Holy shit. That was phenomenal. Thank you. Damn emotional. Did you just say bah? That was coughing. It's it's a lot. It does. It's like with those type of things, you have to shake it off because, you know, going Mm -hmm. there means every time I do it, I have to go there. And, you know. Yep. That was incredibly, incredibly powerful. I can't even tell you. Uh, thank you. Uh, uh, okay. Um. Okay. Um. Okay. 
I have another one called Toxic. Okay. Okay. I'm not sure how to put this, but Miss Lady, you're cooking. I mean, hot, warm, steaming, sweat streaming. I mean, damn, am I dreaming? I would love to show you with extra effort. Let's say I love to show, show you. I mean, I knew you, the old you, but I didn't really know, know you. What the hell are you causing a swell? Is that new car aroma? Did you get thinner, shinier? Do you lift? Are you toner? What's the basis of this black magic that parts your lips with exquisite gifts, loaded kisses that holds my interest from any distance I've witnessed? Breathing heavily, I take in every clue that you share with me. I get it. No denying this. My sight bright shining in comparison. My goodness, you're a black diamond. But there's one problem. Have you ever met someone that was so right it just couldn't be? I mean, my emotions are half-hearted from what you took from me. You enjoy my uneasy unless your need is for my pleasing and love deepens. But the true feature is you seem to be a new kind of leecher. They like to use the they like the false roof of my fights, and more than likely, I was never even your type, and I'm fine with this. I mean, we could have had something that was timeless, but I'm just tired of keeping up with the lies, miss. I see you for you and fully understand that you've come too far to stop it. You only need a new host, and I am not it. I do understand that you are indeed toxic, so we must stop it. End piece. Wow. That was incredible. Thank you. Both of those just incredibly, incredibly powerful. Unbelievable. Oh, thank you. And that was about um, somebody I dated, and we didn't get along. And she left, and she came back. She had got the gastric bypass surgery, and she lost all the weight, and her outer shell was amazing. And then I saw her face-to-face, and was like, ew, it's still you. So <laughs> that was it. <laughs> it's yeah. still you. Yeah, it's still you. You feel exactly the same. You know, when I close my eyes, it is still you. You're yucky. That's the best way to put it. So. Yeah, yeah. If it's if something's not good on the inside, it's just not good on the inside. It's like when the you know the grocery stores you take. I shouldn't say this, but it's true. The grocery stores that take the meat and re-dye it to make it look nice and pretty and red again. You know, it's just that's no. Nasty. That's not no. Yeah, it, it it still is what it still is. Yeah. Uh, well, um, anyone that's looking for me, you can find me at uh, my page, King's Cadence. Um, Cadence will be spelled incorrectly with the K. Um, also, you can find me on any page that I do work with my wonderful fiance, uh, Gina Storm, which together we uh, make up the team of Storm's Cadence. Um, and you always find me here supporting this wonderful show because I like it. And that's it. Well, we like you. So, yay. It works out really well that way, doesn't it? Yes, ma'am, it does. <laughs> All right, King. Great job tonight. Thank you for sharing both of those pieces. 
Um, you know, they were just incredible, palpable, strong, just incredible. Honey. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. And we will talk to you next week, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Thank you. Uh, All right. Good night. Good night. All righty. Our next caller comes from area code 832. 832, you're on the air. Maybe I can get 832 on the air. All right. So yay for the studio. Let's try this again. Try getting that one. 832, are you with me? Eight three two. All right. So something is going on with the lines. I'm not able to unmute you right now. Um, let me try this again. I have to. This is really bad. Okay. So let's do this. I'm going to play an audio track real quick, you guys, and give me some time to figure out what's going on with the board. Um, I'm going to try this one more time real quick before I play the audio track. Eight three two. Are you with me? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, got you. Okay, good. All right, hi. Hello. What's going on with you? You sound different, Miss Nyla. (laughs) I know there's there's issues there's issues today. It doesn't sound like you, Miss Nyla. (laughs) Why? What does it sound like? It it sounds like you're talking through the tin can. You know, like we did when we were kids. Oh, that's okay. I'll play. I will play an audio track in just a minute and see if I can get back in on the regular line, see if they fixed it yet. It doesn't so matter. It doesn't matter. Reading, we'll take an audio track break. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I'm only going to do one this evening because it's just a, it's a stand standalone kind of work. So I really don't want to put anything else with it. Number one. Number two. This is definitely going to be the first um, work of the uh, uh, collection that that you were talking about last week. (laughs) Remember what you were saying about that one? Huh? The the one where I said you have to write a a collection where they say uh, they'd be happy if I just shut the hell up. Or something like that. Well, basically, yeah, yeah, something like that. You would, you would like it if I were quiet. That so, was it. That yeah. was it. I have it written down on my yeah. I just don't. I don't. Didn't remember. Now I have to figure out which bloody one it's in. <laughs> there we go. All right, I got it now. It was kind of funny too because, like I say, it, it was one of those pieces that just came rolling out. You know, it didn't, uh, it took about five seconds for this one to come down the pipe, so to speak. So, I liked it, and it was just, like I say, and, and, and in a lot of ways, it's different. Well, not really different for me, but that's because I, you know, I, I know just how far my background goes with the varieties of language and lexicon and all of that. And the mm-hmm. fact that I can easily, easily uh, mix in old English with current English, and obviously with my my people's language and so forth, 
Um, so it, but but it's fun. It was, this one was fun in that sense because it cut, it, it took in a lot of ground, and kind of like moved things around a bit. So I enjoyed it just for the just for that because it's kind of like kind of like shined uh, put put a, a little bit of a shine on some old old places that I hadn't visited in a while. So that was cool. I thought you were going to say put some new shine on some old shit. I thought I was, I no, swear that's not I like thought that. you were going to say. And I thought that's awesome. <laughs> I got some yeah. new shine on some old shit. I'm going to put you in a jazz yeah, bar. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> nah, not like that, but it, it comes out to be at the same place anyway. But um, <laughs> now this one's uh, this one's called uh, uh, Feathered Ash. Try dead wisdom fonts. The waters rippled with mingling words. A pinch of smoke for the pantheon. A pinch of smoke for the earth. A saffron exhalation of thinking. Free will. Not freedom. Who cares for dominion over all? Cares not for such as we. Jude Moninga, oh, yes, red earth. A wisp of sound, a thread of feathered ash. Water spilt, no repentance, just the silver sound of a stream flowing ripples, gravity jest, that moment suspended before a torrent. Spirit takes sides, human beings, torchlit runners, thunders. Thornin, the great ones have come again. Horn morning, night moves, nocturnal travels. Horninito, we all do what we must. Loss prevention, caricatures, dragoin, cutouts, tongues of spume and spray, tese. Waves in models, sacred stones, thoughts swept out to sea. Ni'im, I'll say, to cut across flesh, at right angles, Godzine. We are starfire, past light, Dasuda, the scorched earth of fading fires into the night. Wapa, skulls, innocence, the right to bear your arms on high in prayer. Wigie, childlike, child bright, the struggle only beginning. What is the 500th word for blue? BC. Acorn rondels for the mission tribes who cast off knuckle bones for the ivory and rust. The tolling dogma doggerel scraping scream of sanctified rhythmic death-denying iron bells. The knell for genocide, soft songs, skin and wood. Will you die with me? 
Will you dine again at the bone china table with golden teeth retinues for mirrored shines upon the fine-toothed cutlery? The Last Supper. Where did the sun shine? What is the thousandth Klingit word for white? Purity, deity, clarity, cohesion, the proper semblance of harmony is not colorless. It is rather full-hued layers, the unwrapped, the unrivaled primal primaries of the rainbow. But me no buts. Exclusions wait for us all, so who's really good enough? I got your Christmas bells hanging. Sold sweets, sugar production, expansion, pocket trash, the expansive, the obscene gestures of luxury, Latin America, wage slaves drenched in their own familiar blood, sangre de Cristo, the price to be paid for lavish consumerism, and you wonder why some red-wigged ass-clown doesn't want you talking to those who make the status symbols of a consumptive state? Are you fucking stupid? Downtime, drown lies, let the stark truth and press of grieved flesh be seen. Here we are, obsidian, flint, quartz. Soap, stone, wahi, bones, all white. Minerals, metals, liquids of the earth, all the same origin. Khashkipa, returning to how many words can you put tongue to to describe the colors of your own ambulatory life path light? Tese. Do you know any that are real? Can you call it what it is, even if you don't remember everything? Happy holidays, punks. Oh, ghost road, born, walking, walking home. Nonke, ubechni, and peace. That was phenomenal. I have to tell you that I'm sitting there listening to that, and that was an incredibly, I mean, everything that you write, I said, you, you, if you had a dollar for every time I said incredibly powerful to you, you know, you could probably own a mountain lodge by now. Um, <laughs> because this is, that's the type of writer you are. But I'm sitting there listening to this, and then you use the phrase ass clown. <laughs> hey. And all of a sudden, I'm picturing somebody bent over, ass up, Face painted like a clown, and that's the image in my brain. <laughs> I'm thinking, hey. shoot, all right, pay attention, concentrate, concentrate on what he's saying. You have to get that ass clown out of your head because he was in there, right? He was big ass in my head, clown face, ass face clown. He's always there. Um, all you got to do is turn the corner, and there he is. 
God. I know. Run face in. All right. And then I'm listening really hard to what you're writing because I need to get back on track, right? I need to get my brain back into the poem. (laughs) And you you said, one of the lines in there you said was how, please forgive me if I don't say it correctly, but how many words can you put to tongue? And knowing the way that you write, and I'm listening to that, and that is a very, that was an incredible sentence. First of all, the sound of it. You know, how many words can you put to tongue? It's it, verbally, it's the sound of the, the sentence, the, the sound of it. You know, being it, saying it feels good, hearing it feels good. The sound of it is great, all right? But then you're talking about how many words can you put tongue to? In order, instead of saying how many words can you say, but you're not yeah. really saying that. What you're saying right. is how many words can you put tongue to? I don't think you were talking about voice. I think when you say tongue, you're using the traditional meaning of tongue, which is language. How many words can you put yeah. language to? How many different yeah, understandings exactly. do you have? How many different languages do you know what this means in? You know, how deep have you stuck your hands in humanity to understand language, what they're saying, not what you think your interpretation, but how many ways do you understand the meaning of this? I think is what I got out of that. And that really brought the ass clown. It it killed the ass clown. And I was like, on track with the poem. <laughs> so thank God you are a powerful writer. <laughs> um, but I really love that thought. You know, how many, the whole concept of that thought was very, um, inspiring to me. How many words can you put down mm. to? Yeah. Anyway, fantastic. Well, it's true though. It. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I mean that 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 is definitely an old, uh, you know, basically an older thought. You know, I mean that that's like, you know, I mean, I, it goes back to what I, you know, something I've said, you know, uh, or I, I guess I should say that I've mentioned many times, just in my own observations you know the simple fact that is you know words in uh the english language never mind you know other other people's languages but in english language six letters or more you have at least two definitions you know and and how many times does everybody just act like everything has just one definition and that's that's cutting mm-hmm. yourself short you're cutting yourself off i agree You know, it's it's really funny. We were talking, I was talking with my son last night about the perception of the human language and, you know, how, how someone can hear the exact same thing, but not understand it the same. And I told him, I said, you know, I remember when I was real little and I was sitting in the middle of the, the floor in the front room and my mom would always tell me, move, you're sitting by the door, the draft is going to get you. And then, you know, I'd hear it again. Get away from the door. The draft is going to get you, right? Well, one day she sent me outside to get something, and I threw this screaming, hysterical fit because I was not going to go anywhere near that door because the draft was out there. I didn't know what the hell the draft was, but I did not want it to get me. You know, so in my (laughs) mind, the draft was a monster, you know, the way that she was saying it. Get away from that door. The draft will get you, you know? So it was my understanding of of the concept. I didn't understand the word draft. I didn't know what the draft was, but my understanding of it came from the emotional intent and in what she was saying, you know, the, the veracity mm. of in which she was, you know, get away quick. You know, you don't, that, that's something. Yeah. So 
it, it really makes me think about the way people understand words. You know, and, and you know, it goes along with what you were saying, you know, how many tongues and our job and roles as a poet. You know, I think that that's what we do as writers is we see things so differently and sometimes so clearly or so fucked up and confused that we just, and we know other people don't see it, that we have to write it so they understand, so they get it. You know, I, I, I can see this, but I know you don't. You don't get it. And so we have to write it down until they, till they understand. Yeah. No yeah. doubt. Great pieces, love. Thank you. And like I said, that will definitely be in that uh, that collection. Uh, and uh, you know, that's, like I said, that's that's the first that's the first round in the chamber, so to speak. So there'll be many <laughs> and more. A very great one. I'm glad. And you know, that's what I love. <laughs> Last week, our homework was to reach out and inspire somebody. You know, send them a prompt in the mm-hmm. mail and say, "Tag you're it, go." Yeah. Well, that definitely worked. At any rate, um, I will uh, malinger no longer. You can find me on uh, Facebook. It's under Rafe Wild, and then in parentheses, it'll say Soldier Blue, and that's me. So there you have it. You know, I will uh, depart and let someone else come on uh, and uh, do their thing. As always, I appreciate the the time and being able to uh, be up here with everybody. So you can hear me, then, (laughs) and I've done my job. All right, talk to y'all later. chapter they call it life. life beautiful as it is in, in the beginning never thinking about an ending just thinking about building creating that solid foundation to stand on trusting hoping that you don't stand alone just just hoping nose wide open walking on faith just trying to keep pace trying not to lose the race of, of everyday everyday life Sitting in a little coffee shop, just sipping, writing, 
to the naked eye doing nothing exciting, man. She was just sipping, right? But it was something about her. Something that made me wonder as she sat there alone over yonder just sipping, writing. What was she writing? Was it poetry? She looked up, man, and, and she finally noticed me and, and she smiled. So beautiful it was, like like looking at the river now because because so beautiful she was. So, so I smiled. She went back to writing. Doing nothing exciting, man. And, and, and I just stood there and admired and Wanted to walk on over and introduce myself, but because of my shyness, I decided to retire to a chair two tables down. Quiet without a hint of a sound, I just sat there sipping, gazing, admiring her from a distance because her beauty and her innocence were so amazing. Her her smile was so intoxicating. Her her eyes were so engaging. The 10-second glance made my heart start racing. As if I was high on drugs, straight freebase. I just sat there and daydreamed of, of me and her taking flights to far off places. Turning off our cell phones while, while we took long vacations in, in hard to reach nations. Made me wonder who was this lady. It kept me sipping, gazing, driving me half crazy with anticipation. Nervous I am. She got me caught up in her aura like, like, like dang. <laughs> Yo, who? Is this lady Latte sipping Coffee shop chilling <laughs> I'm yet to know her name But somehow I seem to be catching feelings I wonder I ponder Will she come here often? Or will she be interested in Me and her doing some Get to know you talking And hope that maybe we can become good friends And do some park walking <laughs> Hold up I find that I'm jealous of the way that she holds that pen. I kind of wish that it was me that she was holding. I kind of wish that I was that napkin that she was folding, touching. It's like behind our coffee cups, man, we're playing a sexy game of seduction, hiding, peeking. She's got my attention, no diversions, no interruptions, just, just gazing, lusting, hiding, seeking. Every time she sips on her cup, it, it hides that devilish grin like she wants to sing. Like she's flirting, inviting me to come on over, come on in. I wish it was me that she was sipping. Should I say I wish it was me that she was kissing? See, this be beautiful beginning. The beginning be the alpha. As it is written, it be the first chapter. They call it life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning, never thinking about an ending, just, just thinking about building, creating that solid foundation to stand on, trusting that you don't stand alone, just, just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of everyday life, life. Kissing on a white sandy beach, making love surrounded by palm trees. I worship you because you made me believe that that God, that God said that you and I, are you and I were meant to be, you are so heavenly. I can't help but believe that that God sent you to me because you put me at peace and, and to him I am forever grateful. I know sometimes, baby, that I can be a handful and for that I apologize. 
melt me with those maple brown eyes. But you handle me like, like the way trees slow in an autumn breeze, so gentle, so smooth, I, I can't help but be in love with you, because you make it so easy. Sleep with me, dream with me, to a far off place where, where no one can find us, where it's just us, caught up in the rush of our lust as we make love from dawn to dust, as I look down and see you beneath me, looking up at me, smiling, sometimes staring me down, making love to me with your eyes as you hold on tight for the ride, I I love you, I love, I love the feel of your thigh. Where your flesh feels against my flesh, the way your chest feels against my chest, the way we pause, we take deep breaths, deep, deep, deep breaths. Just the thought of knowing that you are mine makes me lose all track of time. So we end up making love for hours just, just because there's nothing else to do. It's just you on top of me and me on top of you. With the sweetest smell of romance in the room, I, I take a whiff to consume the perfume because I want to smell of you with, with me all day. Just one whiff, just one sniff takes my breath away. Got me finding, got me finding, got me fiending, got me fiending, got me fiending to see you on the next day. The exact same way. Me looking down at you and you staring up at me. Can't think of a better position for us to be, so just love me. And if you feel it in your heart, girl, you'll just marry me. With the thought of knowing that this is what God always wanted us to be. You see, it's beautiful in the beginning. The beginning is the alpha. The beginning be the alpha as it is written. It, it be the first chapter they call life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning. Ever thinking about an ending just... Just thinking about building, creating that solid foundation to stand on, trusting, hoping that you don't stand alone, man, just just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of everyday life, 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 life. You see this? This be my Monday morning blue. I find myself caught up in the rapture, just longing, longing for her, missing her, her heavenly touch, oh so very much, like I didn't just see her on Sunday, yet I find myself daydreaming about her, I find myself daydreaming about her all day, all day on Monday, daydreaming about all the love making we did over the weekend to no end, it just got me longing, daydreaming about her once again as I long for her kiss, I look at my t-shirt that she had online across my bed and I can't help but reminisce, I pick it up and pull it close to me. Close my eyes, take a deep breath, and I can smell her scent. Reminding me once again of the time that we spent just, just love making. The smell is something out of a, a bath and body works, and the sweet smelling aroma is enough to drop me to my knees as I shake my head like, like I'm about to repent. It's just the smell of moonlight path, reminding me of our sexy, sexy hour-long bubble bath, or was it the smell of a midnight pomegranate, you see? It's been less than 24 hours, y'all, since she's been gone. And, and already, man, already I can't stand it. I'm just longing. Longing for her. I'm fine. I'm fiending. I'm fine. I'm fiending for her love like an addict addicted to a drug. She, she got, she got me on that crack, y'all. <laughs> I got to have it like that Spike Lee joint. Y'all, I knew. You see, I, I need it, y'all. I, I need it in the worst way, like a fiend that, that can't stay clean. Look, look at me, y'all. She, she got me shaking. 
She got me shaking just thinking about the crazy love making. I'm going through withdrawal from the lack of it all, from the lack of her kiss, from the lack of her touch, from the lack of her love that I miss oh so much. And she just left this homeboy alone, like, like yesterday. You see, this be my Monday morning blues. I'm going to be this way until the weekend rolls back around. Just fine. Just fiending. Just fiending, y'all. I'm going to be this way until her, until I hear the sound of her walking through my door. I'm going to be this way until Friday. Just fine. Just, just fiending. And then I do this dance all over again. We're going to do this romance again. All oh, freaking weekend. You see, it's beautiful in the beginning. The beginning be the alpha as it is written. It, it be the first chapter they call life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about an ending. Just thinking about building. Creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting. Hoping that you stand alone. Just hoping. Nose wide open. Walking on faith. Just trying to keep the pace. Trying not to lose the race of everyday life. See Proverbs 18.22 states that he that finds a wife uh, finds a good thing and obtains favor, obtains favor in the Lord. And I guess that means that, that I have found favor, much favor, much favor, y'all, because I have surely found me a good thing. I stand here today and I, I say to you that I, <laughs> that I, Eddie L. Oliver, oh man, I have found a wife. <laughs> so when I can trust, Someone I can love Someone that loves and believes in me Just as I love and believe in her Someone that I vow to cherish Someone that I I vow to protect with my very last breath Until death, until death, until death Until death, y'all, until death do us apart You see, she, uh, she and only she With with all her beauty and her brains And her amazing smile, man She, ah, yes, she She was the one who was good enough to capture my heart I wasn't even looking for love. When I wasn't even looking for for my heart to be captured. When I when I didn't even know y'all that that love existed. When I didn't even know that love was looking for me, man. She she captured my heart, and I say to you that somehow, some way, somewhere, y'all, are <laughs> we found each other through the mist and the fog, through through the tall buildings and towering trees, y'all. Somehow, ah, uh, some way, man, we. We, we found each other Like two ships lost in the night Like like two people lost in the wilderness Like like two people stranded at sea You see, we Oh man, we found each other Like in John 9.25, man All I know is Once I was blind But now I see Now I can see what love truly is Now I can see what, what love must, must look like And it's a beautiful thing, y'all Cause now my eyes are wide open now I know. Now I know that, that he who finds a wife, surely, surely, surely finds a good thing. I'm here to say, y'all, that I have surely found me a good thing. <laughs> you see, it's, it's beautiful in the beginning. <laughs> Yo, beginning be the alpha as it is written. It be the first chapter they call life. Beauty as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about it ending just Thinking about building, creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting, 
Hoping that you don't stand alone, just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of every day, of every day, of every day life. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, so that was Mr. Eddie Oliver. I'm not sure if we are back on the air yet or not. I'm going to go ahead and and uh, we lost all the callers. Some of you, I can still, looks like you were able to make it back on. Um, Tech has no response yet as to what's going on, so I apologize for that. Uh, we're going to bring on our next caller, which is 216. I'm going to tell you who I have on the board right now. So if I have you and I call your number, Stay put. If you don't hear your number, hang up and try calling back in. All right. Not sure what's going on. But we have 216-256-240-919. So 216-256-240-919. Those are the only callers that we have right on right now. Everybody else, the entire board was gone, dropped. So if you're trying to get back on and you can't, Keep trying there, trying to get the lines back up, I'm sure, even though I've not spoke with them yet, and we will go from there. The chat room is being a total problem child as well. So we'll just see see if we can keep going with this and, and see if we get our callers on. So let's check with 216. 216, are you with me? Yes, I'm here. Oh, thank goodness. I can hear you, Mama. Hi. Welcome back to the show. Uh, well. <laughs> Okay, so um, since my piece is kind of long, I'm not going to do two pieces unless you want me to, unless we have trouble with the board, but I'm just going to go right into it. Uh, just no, in case I'll the have board you, you can do your two. You're good. You can do two. Okay, well, here we go. So this one is long, so you let me know what's in the end. You might have the board back up by then. Okay, let me see here. Um, I'm going to start off with saying Happy New Year to everybody. This is the New Year's poem that I revise every year, and I add the New Year onto it. 
Is it too late? The party like it's 1999. I want to do the cool jerk. Cool jerk. Cool jerk. Hey. Who remembers the cool jerk? I want to party and do the hey. Cool jerk. Cool jerk. Cool jerk. Well. Those were the days. Those were the good old days. But can we party? Can we party like it's 1999? I want to do a dance that mesmerized the gods, the earthly gods, like James Brown. I mean, when he said, get on up, get up, get on up. Get on up. Get up. Get on up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, James Brown said, get on up. Like a strip machine. He said, he said, shake your arms. Oh, he said, have fun. And dance like a sex machine. You know what I mean? Did they have that feeling? Have it happen in your bones. See, back then we had that feeling in our bones. But today, is it too late for me to go back into the days where we partied until we couldn't party no more? Like a sex machine. Like hip, hip, hooray. We set the trend. We set the pace. People all over the world feeling us, everyone doing the damn thing. And the goddess in me didn't want to leave. She wanted to stay here on earth and party like it was 1999. Can we do that again? We can. Because we got it like that. We can work it like that because we're cool like that. And we can party like it's 1999. Yet, yet we really did not feel the explosions brunch. I just needed to revisit. Get on my beam. I asked, is it too late to party again? Like it's 1999. Is it such a crime to go back in time when you held me tight to the long version of staying in my corner? I mean... When we fell in love on the dance floor, and you said you would always be in my corner. Oh my God! Can we party? Can we party? Can we go back in time, slow dancing, grinding, making goddesses into baby mamas with no titles? But. We did not mind because we gave up everything to be straddled to your lustful bind. Slow dancing to Marvin. Did you know that our future would hold? We danced to love songs, and I want to know, can we go back in time and party like it's 1999 and 
I never thought those days would be our good old days. I thought we had a long ways to go, but baby, we came a long, long ways. But we lost our security, security of family and sticking together when times got rough. The security we sought and fought for is gone. Did we lose our way? Should I be longing for better days? Line dancing with no arms to hold me. Call and response. Back that thing up. To whom I ask? I just want to bust a move and shoot a play. And these new folks know nothing of them kind of ways. So I long for yesterday. I like to wind up my waist to the drum and the bass. So I tell you. Before I go back from whence I came, before truth hid away in oblivion, I delved into the memories that live on, and I asked, can we twist again like we did last summer? Can we party like it's 1999 in the year 2019? In peace. You know, there's so many things that I want to say about this. First of all, I love the line, and I don't know if you're quoting music. I know that there was music quotes in there. Um, and I don't know if this is one of them because I don't recognize it. But I love the line which would wind up my waist to the boom and the bass. Is that yours or is that a <laughs> yeah. music quote? That, that's a line out of uh, a lot of the reggae music. Just wind up your waist to the drum and the bass. And we used to have doing that. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I can just, I remember, I mean, dancing was a thing for me. It's really funny because I think that different type of people, like, I, I love the when you're talking about it's your time machine. First of all, yeah, there is a time machine and it is music. So I love that that, you, I mean, there's not, you know, if a song means something to your soul, you put that song on, you close your eyes and you're there. It is a time machine. So I love the fact that you use What's that back? The beginning be the alpha. As it is written, it it be the first chapter. I call it life. Beautiful as it is and in the beginning, never thinking about an ending, just thinking about building, creating that solid foundation to stand on, trusting, hoping that you don't stand alone, just, just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of, of everyday, everyday life. Sitting in a little coffee shop just sipping, writing To the naked eye doing nothing exciting, man She was just sipping, writing But it was something about her Something that made me wonder as she sat there alone over yonder Just sipping, writing What was she writing? Was it poetry? She looked up, man, and, and she finally noticed me And, and she smiled so beautiful it was, like like looking at the river now, because because so beautiful she was. So so I smiled. She went back to writing, doing nothing exciting, man, as 
and, and I just stood there and admired and wanted to walk on over and introduce myself, but because of my shyness, I decided to retire to a chair two tables down. Quiet without a hint of a sound, I just sat there sipping, gazing, admiring her from a distance because her beauty and her innocence were so amazing. Her her smile was so intoxicating. Her her eyes were so engaging. Uh, the ten second glance made my heart start racing. As if I was high on drugs, straight free base. I just sat there and daydreamed of, of me and her taking flights to far off places. Turning off our cell phones while, while we took long vacations in, in hard-to-reach nations. Made me wonder, who was this lady? It kept me sipping, gazing, driving me half crazy with anticipation. Nervous I am. She got me caught up in her aura like, like, like this. <laughs> Yo, who is this lady? I take sipping. Coffee shop chilling. <laughs> I'm yet to know her name, but somehow I seem to be catching feelings. I wonder, I ponder, does she come here often? Or would she be interested in me and her doing some get to know you talking? And hope that maybe we can become good friends and do some park walking. <laughs> Hold up. I find that I'm jealous of the way that she holds that pen. I kind of wish that it was me that she was holding. I kind of wish that I was that napkin that she was folding, touching. It's like behind our coffee cups, man, we're playing a sexy game of seduction, hiding, peeking. She's got my attention, no diversions, no interruptions, just, just gazing, lusting, hiding, seeking. Every time she sips on her cup, it, it hides that devilish grin like she wants to sing. Like she's flirting, inviting me to come on over, come on in. I wish it was me that she was sipping. Should I say I wish it was me that she was kissing? See, this be beautiful beginning. The beginning be the alpha. As it is written, it be the first chapter. They call it life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about an ending. Just, just thinking about building. Creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting that you don't stand alone. Hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of everyday life. life. I see you. Do you see me? Kissing on a white sandy beach, making love surrounded by palm trees. I worship you because you made me believe that that God, that God said that you and I. Ah, uh, you and I were meant to be, you are so heavenly. I can't help but believe that, that God sent you to me because you put me at peace and, and to him I am forever grateful. I know sometimes, baby, that I can be a handful and for that, I apologize. Melt me with those maple brown eyes. But you handle me like, like the way trees flow in an autumn breeze, so gentle, so smooth. I, I can't help but be in love with you because you make it so easy. Sleep with me. Dream with me to a far off place where, where no one can find us, where it's just us. Caught up in the rush of our lust as we make love from dawn to dust. As I look down and see you beneath me, looking up at me, smiling, sometimes staring me down, making love to me with your eyes as you hold on tight for the ride. I, I love you. I love 
I love the feel of your thigh. Where your flesh feels against my flesh, the way your chest feels against my chest, the way we pause, we take deep breaths, deep, deep, deep breaths. Just the thought of knowing that you are mine makes me lose all track of time. So we end up making love for hours just, just because there's nothing else to do. It's just you on top of me and me on top of you. With the sweetest smell of romance in the room, I, I take a whiff to consume the perfume because I want to smell of you with, with me all day. Just one whiff, just one sniff takes my breath away. Got me finding, got me finding, got me fiending, got me fiending, got me fiending to see you on the next day. The exact same way. Me looking down at you and you staring up at me. Can't think of a better position for us to be, so just love me. And if you feel it in your heart, girl, it'll just marry me. With the thought of knowing that this is what God always wanted us to be. You see, it's beautiful in the beginning. The beginning is the alpha. The beginning be the alpha as it is written. It, it be the first chapter they call life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning. Ever thinking about an ending just... Just thinking about building, creating that solid foundation to stand on, trusting, hoping that you don't stand alone, man, just, just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of everyday life, 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 life. You see this? This be my Monday morning blues. I find myself caught up in the rapture, just longing, longing for her, missing her, her heavenly touch, oh so very much, like I didn't just see her on Sunday, yet I find myself daydreaming about her, I find myself daydreaming about her all day, all day on Monday, daydreaming about all the love making we did over the weekend to no end, it just got me longing. Daydreaming about her once again as I long for her kiss. I look at my t-shirt that she had online across my bed and I can't help but reminisce. I pick it up and pull it close to me. Close my eyes, take a deep breath and I can smell her scent. Reminding me once again of the time that we spent just, just love making. The smell is something out of a, a bath and body works and the sweet smelling aroma is enough to drop me to my knees as I shake my head like, like I'm about to repent. It's just the smell of moonlight path reminding me of our sexy, sexy hour-long bubble bath or was it the smell of a midnight pomegranate? You see, it's been less than 24 hours, y'all, since she's been gone and, and already, man, already I can't stand it. I'm just longing, longing for her. I'm fine. I'm fiending. I'm fine. I'm fiending for her love like an addict addicted to a drug. She, she got, she got me on that crack, y'all. <laughs> Got to have it like that Spike Lee joint Y'all I need it. You see I, I need it y'all I, I need it in the worst way Like a fiend that, that can't stay clean Look look at me y'all she, she got me shaking She got me shaking Just thinking about the crazy love Making I'm going through withdrawal From the lack of it all From the lack of her kiss From the lack of her touch From the lack of her love That I miss oh so much And she just left this homeboy alone like, like yesterday. You see, this be my Monday morning blues. I'm gonna be this way until the weekend rolls back around. Just fine. Just fiending. Just fiending, y'all. I'm gonna be this way until her, 
until I hear the sound of her walking through my door. I'm gonna be this way until Friday. Just fine. Just, just clean. Then we gotta do this dance all over again. We gonna do this romance again. All freaking weekend. You see, it's beautiful in the beginning. The beginning be the alpha as it is written. It, it be the first chapter they call life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning, never thinking about an ending, just thinking about building, creating that solid foundation to stand on, trusting, hoping that you stand alone, just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep the pace, trying not to lose the race of everyday life. See Proverbs 18.22 states that he that finds a wife uh, finds a good thing and obtains favor, obtains favor in the Lord. And I guess that means that, that I have found favor, much favor, much favor, y'all, because I have surely found me a good thing. I stand here today and I, I say to you that I, <laughs> that I, Eddie L. Oliver, oh man, I have found a wife, someone I can trust, someone I can love, someone that loves and believes in me just as I love and believe in her, someone that I vow to cherish, someone that I, I vow to protect with my very last breath until death, until death, until death, until death, y'all, until death do us apart. You see, she, uh, she and only she with, with all her beauty and her brains and her amazing smile, man, she, oh, uh, yeah, she, she was the one who was good enough to capture my heart. I wasn't even looking for love. When I wasn't even looking for, for my heart to be captured. When I when I didn't even know, y'all, that, that love existed. When I didn't even know that love was looking for me, man. She she captured my heart. And I say to you that somehow, some way, somewhere, y'all, are we found each other. Through the mist and the fog, through through the tall buildings and towering trees, y'all. Somehow, uh, some way, man, we we found each other, like two ships lost in the night, like like two people lost in the wilderness, like like two people standing at sea, you see, we, <laughs> oh man, we found each other, like in John 9, 25, man, all I know is, once I was blind, <laughs> but now I see, now I can see what love truly is, now I can see what, what love must, must look like, and it's a beautiful thing, y'all, because now my eyes are wide open. Now I know. Now I know that, that he who finds a wife, surely, surely, surely finds a good thing. I'm here to say, y'all, that I have surely found me a good thing. <laughs> you see, it's, it's beautiful in the beginning. Yo, beginning be the alpha as it is written. It be the first chapter they call life. Beauty as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about it ending just thinking about building, creating that solid foundation to stand on, trusting, hoping that you don't stand alone, just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of every day, of every day, of every day life, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah.
are listening to the Speakeasy Cafe with Nyla Alicia. And at this moment, we're having technical difficulties, but we're still keeping you entertained. So stay on the line or even try calling back. Once Nyla comes back, she will tell you whether you should call back or not. You are listening to Open Mic Poetry again at the Speakeasy Cafe with Nyla Alicia and all of her wonderful poets. So to make this show be functionable, I'm going to read something for you until she returns. The piece I'm going to read is called Stifled, and it goes like this. There is something mushrooming from a medicine tree. What goes on in the woods and jungles while we hustle and bustle? Pacing the pavement like ants, never to become one with mighty trees. The buzzsaw and blades working to create another beautiful mall. I cannot breathe. These earthly home records are earth disturbers. My environment is clinging on. My environment is clinging on, holding on for dear life and rats share space with me. Viruses fill the air on subways, yet right here on this small planet, I get tap tonic from trees. Earth is choking. She's crying. I cannot breathe. So many secrets to be uncovered in the rainforest. Something mushrooming from a medicine tree could cure us all. But I'm forbidden to reveal. I feel I may never get to feel the cleansing of a forest breeze. So I chant. I chant to feel that which has left my womb and disappeared. Summon the spirit of the unknown secrets to come enter my energy field. Take me to the place where I may see streams of pure water, callings of ancient voices and play in red clay. Molding clay pots and weaving fabrics on my loom. There are secrets that could mend us with the knowledge of the leaves and roots, red dirt and water. We can know of all things that lie in the thick, steaming hot lakes instead of cesspools. We have tonic water and mushroom juice. We never had a chance on these cemented grounds, tasting back and forth like ants, killing habitats, and creating havoc. Plant a small tree in Manhattan for me, for her, for them. They put us here, and now they leave wealthy folks head for the hills and mountains, and they bathe in natural fountains. Now it's them that are draped in gold and amber. Put a damper on our habitat. Plunder all the earth, replacing grass with turf, while my bare feet know not the grass nor soil. Stench and debris arise from the pavement in boiling heat. Blocking the charge that will release this negative energy from my feet. 
And I hope you all enjoyed that. That was called Stifled. And we're still waiting for Nyla to take control of the board. In the meantime, I don't know if anyone else can speak. I will continue to read something until she returns. Okay, Oh, can you do something for us then, darling? How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well, thank you. I'm glad your mic is open. So can you do something yeah, for me us? Me too. Oh, that was great. I love that one, Mama. Thank you. Yeah, so, I've got two. I've got two of them. I've got my traditional okay. Christmas one, and I've also got one for New Year's. Oh, great. We're going to keep it moving. No dead air for us. We got Stan the Man in the house. Amen, baby. We got this. (laughs) (laughs) This is called Bah Humbug, Hope Not. Well, here it is. It's that season again, that time once in the year. The family, the games, commercials, and sales. Oh, and a little good cheer. We decorate the tree, watch specials on TV. We play Christmas songs, so merry. Then run around crazed buying every damn thing our credit lines can carry. Add one more new app or a new blinking lights as the choir of ATMs sing. But how cheer up and goes when you're punched in the nose fighting for one of the last latest things. There are toys for tots. Coins going in pots. The season we help those with less. But the coming new year we hear, no, no help here. You takers have feathered your nest. Now Santa sells this. Santa sells that. Merchandise flies off the shelf. But I don't recall his selling toys at all. He was the giving jolly old elf. And what of the one this dame was named for before this commercialized mess? He said, give to the poor and help those in need. That's how we are truly blessed. Yes, Christmas is a time of joy. Gives and houses decorated. But let's not too soon forget to whom this day was dedicated in peace. And amen to that. Let's not forget that was Stan Phillips giving his rendition of Bah Humbug. They've changed the game. They've changed the game. Okay, so we're still waiting for Nyla Alicia to commandeer her poetic show called Quick Easy Cafe. Standing in for Nyla is Stan Phillips and Mama Oladeji, a.k.a. Vicky Aqua. Yes. So, if there's anybody else that has a mic that's open, uh, say something. Just take a check and let's see. Mic check. I'm still here. You're there. Is anyone else able to speak? I hear something. I do too, but it sounds like a train going to a tunnel. <laughs> that or a watch <laughs> Somebody else can speak, but I think they might need to turn off the uh, show on their computer, and maybe they can just talk through the phone. 
But in the meantime, did you had another piece? Go ahead with it. Okay. Oh, there it is again. I'm waiting for it to hit the spin cycle. This is this is called the the ghost of um, Christmas. Techno <laughs> demons. Whatever. Anyway, so go ahead with your piece. Here we go. This is the resolution, solution, revolution. I think I found the needed solution to the tradition of New Year's resolutions. This could start a grand revolution, might end up part of our Constitution. Tested and proven, no way you can miss. Used in courtrooms, sales, and politics. So make resolutions. Just add this twist. Attached to each a mile-long disclaimer list. Ta-da! Problem solved. End piece. <laughs> okay, well, since we have time, I'm going to read one about my daughter that I miss so much. Um, oh, good. She passed away at age 43, left me three uh-huh. grandchildren. What would How would they be without a chance to give um, her memory a boost here? Her name was Kai uh-huh. Kaishel, and that's the name of the piece. Daughters are like reverse mothers. They become wiser than you. Daughters, they stop you from doing the foolish things that you told them not to do. But you continue to do them. So if they transcend before you, you will be lost in this world. You feel stranded and abandoned and orphaned. You have written poetry about her standing in a green field. And suddenly the picture appears years after I wrote about it. Magically, you wonder, how could this be? Did she whisper in the ear of some artist saying, send this to my mother so she'll know that I'm safe and free? The urban farm she started is here, but she is not. The grandchildren she gave me are here, but she is not. You cooked your food in the spices she left in her cabinet. Smell, create. The spells of a thousand memories, the food she loved, the food she warned you not to eat, the time she blamed you for being, for not being sick, for pretending to be sick, the thing that would bring her close to me. She asked, are you drinking enough water, mother? She touches my forehead. I don't want her to leave. She's the mother I always wanted. She looks serious and laughs. Mommy, there's nothing wrong with you. She leaves me with plenty of water. She and the grandchildren, she and the grandchildren stand and gaze. They tease me and say, you are fine, Grandma. They give me vitamins to take. They give me kisses and hugs. I lived for her laughter. She's my daughter. We reverse roles as she has grown wiser. She came through me for me with love. If I had known she was just a visitor, I would have done things differently. I would have cuddled and held her longer. I would have stayed home and played more games with her, taking her with me when I went away. She came through me to be my confidant. 
the approver of my humorous jokes, the heightener of my intellect. She was my security. She would stop a Mack truck for me at the age of four. She would achieve for me at the age of seven, excel, propelled above the rest. She was my daughter. She would become everything I wanted to be. She was my reverse mother, my pride, my joy, my all. Had I known she was just a visitor, a visitor, I would have done things differently. Yes, there were signs, like the strange birthmark on her back, and other signs, like the pain-free birth, how she just slid out with ease. She came to give me a life, to give me grandchildren, to finish college for me, to make sense of things. She gave me my heart's desires and then some. Her name was Kai Michelle Wingo. Her eyes, her sweetness, her meekness, yet her boldness, even her stubborn mindset were all clues that failed, that I failed to follow. I mean, after all, you were from the start too good for this world, and I gave birth to a mother in reverse. She came, she loved, she carried out her mission, and she left. But I know she was here for a reason, and for just a short season, I would have begged her to stay and let me take her place, but life is not bearable without her. So I wait to see her. Beyond the clouds, my big girl, my baby, my mother. Yet in life, life would be cruel. As to let her death have the final say. When there's nothing left for me to weigh. Emptiness, and maybe except for my poems, there will be no sign that I was ever here. She was my good purpose. Now no good purpose do I serve. If I had only known that she was just a visitor sent from God, I would have begged God to let me, let her stay and take me away and let me take her place. And that's Kai, KCL, Wendell, my reverse mother. Sam. That's a beautiful piece, Mama. Thank you, my darling. And um, we're still waiting for Nyla Alicia. This is the Speakeasy Cafe and the poet in over the building. So, (laughs) (laughs) Stan? Yes, ma'am. Let's hear another piece. Okay. Well, I think... With that one, we'll go to this. This is Unlocked. This is Unlocked Souls. Okay. All search for something. Say what? Thank you. Unlocked Souls by Stanley Phillips. (laughs) All search for something. Wealth, wisdom, faith, love, freedom, peace. Behind locked doors, many of our own making. We seek to enter while others warn. Beware the unknown, accept the mysteries left to dust, darkness. But souls seek the light. 
hunger for the truth hidden in the shadow. Closed minds and hearts lock and deter entry. Know this, you who seek. The power of free will opens all hearts, minds, and eyes. Free will is the key to all possible and dreamed and peace. Free will is the key. Make sure we don't abuse it because God gave it to us and he expects us to serve some purpose. I think that was an awful, beautiful, wonderful piece, and that really was. I enjoyed that. Thank you, Mama. Right now, we are still holding it down. This is the Speak Easy Cafe with Nyla Alicia. And if anybody can chime in, let their voice be heard. Let us know if you're there with your mic open and a poem ready to read something for the Speak Easy Cafe as we are experiencing the ghost of Christmas. Okay. See if Nyla's back. Let me see. Yes, it might be her trying to get um, back in control of her program. Nyla, Alicia, the host of the Speakeasy Cafe. Are you there? Girl Code 101. We are the finaglers. The exception. <laughs> The girls who have not run the mile in four years, who layer deep v-necks with excuses, eyelashes, bat wiffle balls at the male gym teachers. We are the girls taught to survive by using our bodies as Swiss army knives. Calculated scrunched nose giggles and friendly forearm lingers. You're so funny, please don't touch me. We convince ourselves there is protection in being polite. No, you can go first. Girls, we have to be nice. Male kindness is so alien to us, we assume it is seduction every time. We remember age nine, the first time we are catcalled, 12 fraudulent bodies calling us women before we have the chance to, 13, the year dad says wearing short skirts in the city is like driving without a seatbelt. 15, we are the unmarked tardies waved attentions, honorable mentions in lush floral dresses. 16, we are the public school mannequins. 17, we know the answer, but do not raise our hands. Instead, we are answering to guidance counselors who ask us, well, what were you wearing? Their voices clinkless toasts. We are let off the hook from hall monitors, retired football coaches who blow kisses and whisper Little Miss lipstick into our ears in the high school cafeteria. We shiver, but hey, at least we still get away without wearing our student IDs. This is not female privilege. This is survival of the prettiest. We are playing the first game we learned how to. We are the asses smacked by boys who made welcome mats of our yoga pants. We are easily startled. Who wouldn't be? We are barked at from the street. We are the girls petrified of the business school boys who learn to manifest success by refusing to take no for an answer. And I wonder what it says about me that I feel pretty in a dress, but powerful in a suit. If misogyny has been coiled inside of me for so long, I forget I will not stand before an impatient judge with an Adam's apple, hand-grasping gavel, ready to pound a wooden mark. Give me a God I can relate to. Commandments from a voice both soft and powerful. Give me one accomplishment of Mary's that did not involve her vagina. Give me decisions 
a wordless wardrobe, an opinionless dress. Give me a city where my body is not public property. Once, my friend and I got catcalled on Michigan Avenue, and she said, fuck you, while I said, thank you, like I was trained to. Give it up one more time for Black Bell Judges. Wow. <laughs> that was a heck of a piece. Is there anybody out there in Radio Land? Hello, Stan? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, um, we're going to hear a track, and once the track is over, we're going to go to 919 um, for some more poetry. we got 34 minutes left in the program, Uh, 34 minutes left, so it's Anyone that has their mic open and they want to say something uh, can say it now. If not, join us next week, same time, same station, at the Speakeasy Cafe with Nyla Alicia. And we'll be chanting up our New Year's resolution. And I want to say to everyone, it's been a pleasure to have worked and heard all of your poetry this year. And Nyla is sending her same sentiments that we have all had a great time on the Speakeasy Cafe. So um, in the meantime, I think we're going to play a track, and uh, we're going to come back to hear uh, 919, uh, a poet uh, with a beautiful accent. (laughs) Okay, I um, I think he's gearing up to, to play. So in the meantime, uh, let's see if we can um, finish listening to um, the poem that Stan was doing. Stan, you want to continue? If I ever go blind, my wife will build in the backyard a life-size model of a rhinoceros, detailed down to the pebbled skin and a mechanical swishing tail. She will produce a giraffe complete with ladder and safety harness. She will include in our private zoo rabbits, Gila monsters, a pool full of rubber sharks and goldfish, all the dangerous and silent animals of the world I could never otherwise enjoy, and one live billy goat just to f*** with me. (laughs) If I ever lose my hearing, she will purchase 300 chinchillas, lay me down in a small dark room and play club music and Shostakovich as they scamper over my body. She will pour icy water over my head and back during the bassoons in the Nutcracker Suite. She will slap my stupid face if I ask for the Murder City Devils, and as for Gardel's tango, Por una Cabeza or Buena by Morphine, for some things there are no words. If I ever lose my sense of direction, it will be absolutely no different than now, and she'll still be the one holding the map on road trips. (laughs) This is love after marriage. If she sends me to the store and has only written cereal on the grocery list, I know which one is her favorite and that she will invariably have wanted something different by the time I get home. (laughs) This is what it is to be psychic after marriage. Sometimes she tells me I am so damn hot. And that means sleeping on the couch because really, I'm so damn hot. This is the revocation of metaphor after marriage. 
So keep your roses red, your violets blue, keep your angels singing, your stars shining, keep your poetry. You don't marry someone for their poetry. You marry them for showing you all the white space that remains, for being okay with never filling it all. Somewhere in the beauty of crossroads. That was outstanding. 919. Can you hear us? All right. Can you guys hear me? No. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Thank all the gods I can think of. Welcome back to the show, me. <laughs> really? Yes. So at this point, uh, we're going we're gonna to return the show back over to Nyla. I want to thank everybody for being patient and have a happy holiday. And we will see you next week as we continue. Mama, tell everyone how to find you real quick, honey. My name is Vicky Aqua on Facebook, and you'll find me there. And I also have a lot of poems on poetry soup. And I am the all-round queen, the gangster granny, and the empress wolf mama. <laughs> yes, Thank you, are. you, mama. Appreciate it. Thank you so much yeah. for uh, hanging out and doing this and taking care of it while I could not get back on the li- on the air. Appreciate you so much. My pleasure. Love you, Love you mama. <laughs> Thank you. Happy New Year, sweetheart. Okay. Thank now, you. Dan. Thank yes, you for ma'am. hanging out with Mama and taking care of that. Um, I think that she has wolf marks or something like that she's going to run to. I'm going to bring – do you want to hang out with me for a couple more calls? Sure. Okay, let's go ahead and bring on 919. 919, you're on the air. That way if I get dropped, you're here. See, there's a man yes, madness. Hi, uh-huh. Granville. Granville. Happy holidays. And to you, sir. Happy holidays. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now I will be agonizing which piece to do. And I still haven't come up with a piece. I'm just going to have to pick one. I'm going to do this one uh, because I haven't done it in a while. Now it's called hip hop. Once called rap. But it's cool like that. Yes, it's cool like that. But it's like this, uh uh-huh. And it's like that, uh uh-huh. And it goes on and on and on and on. And it don't stop. No, it won't stop. Coming from way back, it's a music. Our music. Our voices. On the mic, it is what black folks does on Saturday nights. The music kept us above our struggles, troubles. So blessed with the gift of gab, we used what we had. I can call a lot of names, but I could not call all the names. Many, but not most would get a shout out. They are too numerous to mention. For they who blaze the trails, 
they did not get the Benjamins, but they left a strength to their people, a legacy, and now the rest is history. For when I saw one DMC on MTV, I knew that the black man had broken through, for we had a stage, and we loved the mic. And when we walked the mic, we walked the mic right. Music is in the DNA of every human being, and we are generally an artist of every kind. I can call a name like when Master Flash, but I tell you, Beethoven, he was black. So the music is coming from way back, and it's like this, uh-huh, and it's like that, uh-huh, and it goes on and on and on and on, and it don't stop. No, it won't stop. For the trumpet sounded, and Lord appeared. In the kingdom of God, music is there. And it goes on and on and on and on and it don't stop. No, it won't stop. And now this is a multi-billion dollar business. And all I can say is, who lives? Thank you very much. That was amazing. Stan? Hi. I always love his delivery, that, that strong, finding voice. I appreciate that. I appreciate that very much. Appreciate I, that. I John, yeah? Go ahead. Go ahead, Granville. Uh, I, I was saying that. Uh, what, do you want me to do something else? Uh, right now, we're so close to the end of the show. I think I want to make sure I get the other caller on. If you've oh, got another oh, short oh, one, oh, cool. I'd be happy to have you read another short one. Ha, ha, another short one? Okay. Yeah, do you have I'm a short one? Short one. I have a short one. Called, this one is called The Two. I have traveled to the core of my soul, and I have seen the uttermost parts of my belly. Yes, I have faced my fears. I have pondered understanding and interrogated madness. Wisdom has felt my scrutiny. Wit made an ally of me. Secret places became my abode. In the silence my mind played. Frolicking tangible, and this became my chore in life, just something to do in the scheme of things. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Granville. Yeah. Yeah. Great job, honey. All right, you'll be here next week? I'll be here next week, definitely. Awesome. All right. You have a happy New Year, sweetheart. And you likewise, my dear. 
You all do the same, everybody. You too, right. Granville. Thank you, bye thank bye. you. Bless it. Bye-bye. Okay. Let's go ahead and grab area code 585585. Are you with us? Yes, I am. Hi, it's Doug Curry. How are you? Hey, Doug. I'm glad we were able to get you on. We've been having issues all night, so this is awesome. Yeah, I just got on a little while ago, and, and it faded out, and I, I almost hung up and called back, and I waited long enough for you guys pop, to pop back in. So at least I got to hear Granville, and I got to hear a little bit of the conversation, and I appreciate that. What do you have for us, honey? I have uh, this poem I, I wrote as an entry to a contest, and it's called Idlers Drifting in Late Morning. Begin. H sits along. H sits alone among the post-morning rush stragglers. The usual joke splurts mixed into a flurry of chit-chat with a server girl somehow older and busier than before. It's just coffee, no eggs, no pancakes, no sausage. H is alone with no Penny, no Harry, no small talk. No post-game second-guessing, no office politics secret, let alone anything about the new regiment, no raises, no security, as antiquated as time cards, desk phones, and courtesies. Ace sits alone, peering through the glass to the street, harboring none of the pity or disdain that once existed in the mind of a man who worked, had worked, for those beggars, homeless hustlers on the street. Sitting alone, nursing lukewarm coffee, H ponders the prospects for today. There's a change in the weather. This furnace has begun clunking. Rufus is scratching again. Dance lesson fees, car notes, cruise trips, installments are due. Eight sits alone, not the same man as days gone by. Today wondering what use the skills of the past 20 years will now allow him to, to achieve, earn how much, and how long lasts the small savings painstakingly set aside from a life's work. Today is that rainy day that never happens to you. Other people's failures to plan or play their hands do this. Not the vagaries of fate dealt randomly upon a working man. H sits alone, dealt that blow, wishing for yesterday. H sits alone, rises to leave. A distant church bell tolls at 11 o'clock. H pays, says keep the change. Some things don't change. Eyeing the passing parade of idlers drifting in the late morning, H walks out among them, joins them, out of work, with no place to go. And Tom. Incredible. I'm so glad you were able to get on, love. Couldn't ask for better. That was great, Doug. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know how poetic it is. It's probably a good story. <laughs> yes, but, it um, is. There was on uh, all poetry, there was a contest that asked for unemployment. Okay. So you can imagine someone in the same diner, 
that he has coffee with his friends, but it's 11 o'clock in the morning. They're at work, and he's just having coffee. So he's already started to cut back how much money he's going to spend. Yeah. Well, fantastic job, sweetie. Do me a favor and tell everyone how they uh-huh. can find you, Doug. Uh-huh. I am Doug Curry, easily found on Facebook under my name and under the name of my radio program, Blacks and Blues. Blacks and Blues airs on Friday nights, 9 to midnight Eastern Standard Time at org. Saturday nights at 10 o'clock Central Time at WDCB.org. And, of course, I have a Facebook page under the name of uh, Blacks and Blues, one under the name of Doug Curry. I can be found on allpoetry.com under the name of Manchild, M-A-N-C-H-I-L-L-D-99. And, of course, I'm here every chance I get. And we love it when you are. All right, sweetheart, great job. Thank you so much, baby. Thank you much. Happy New Year to everyone. Happy holidays to everyone. Same Dan, to you. Dan, do you want to comment, say something? Yeah, I am so glad Doug held in there. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't miss that piece. Well, thank too. you. I'll be, I'll be back next week, and hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll enjoy some more stuff together. Yes, sir. All right, sweetheart. Thank you, honey. All right, babe. Bye-bye. Stan, what an awesome night it has been. Really? It has been. And this this was good exercise for me. This was good exercise for me. <laughs> you know, it's it's fun because it doesn't matter, you know, we we aren't all pretentious here. We don't have to be perfect. We just have have to have fun and spend time together. So when issues like this come up with the board, it used to absolutely freak me out and and anymore it's like, No, we're good. We can we can hang with this, we'll deal with whatever this you know, the cosmos throws at us and we'll just hang out and have fun. I appreciate you being part of the solution tonight. I appreciate you being a part of the family and I hope you have an incredible New Year, sweetheart. Same to you. Should I go ahead and let people know I, where they can find me? No, I want you to read one more piece before you take off if you would, and then you can do that. Oh, okay. Well, Doug was talking about age and that is part of it. I just happened upon this little piece called Ages in Irony. Have to laugh at life's changes. As a young man, you step back, complaining of urinal splashback. Now, as an older man, you stand close in gratitude for the existence of gravity. End piece. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> That was amazing. That that was a perfect note to end the year on, I think. Kesarasara, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad I'm here and I'm glad I didn't miss, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a good it's a good day when you when you hit the bull bullseye. Not bull, bullseye. <laughs> Whatever. I'm done yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stan, tell everyone how to find you, love. Well, of course, you can find me on Nyla's Speakeasy Cafe, Poetry Open Mic. You can also find me on several of uh, For Real Entertainment's Epiphany Network uh, shows on different days. 
Uh, I'm in the 2017 anthology of World Poetry Open Mic. I also made it into the 2018 anthology of World Poetry Open Mic. I'm in the Outlaw Poets anthology. We're in cahoots. All of those are on Amazon. And this Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern on the 1st of January, I will be co-hosting with a lady named Holly Wood, a.k.a. Murder, She Wrote, on a new broadcast, which is titled The Hurt Locker, where we deal with of our lives that we struggle through. And the very first topic that we're going to be tackling as poets is domestic violence. And that's where I'll be Tuesday night. Very cool. All right. So kudos for doing that. That's awesome. And we will see you next week, my love. Absolutely. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, hon. And Nyla, thank you for this format. Have a wonderful year. Thank you. All right, everybody. As you know, we've been having issues on the air. I cannot mute or unmute or even see anybody at this point. I'm glad that uh, Stan and Mama were here to carry the part of the show where I got kicked off and have not been able to get in. And, you know, it's just one of those things that kind of makes me think about the chaos life throws at it. It's just like, you, oh, I'm going to sit down and do some writing tonight. Oh, the freaking washing machine boiled over. And if your washing machine's boiled over, then you probably live in my house. But, you know, something always comes up. Something always happens. And, and it's like, Argh. but it's just like tonight. You know, it, it didn't matter. We got through it and we had fun. And all, all the things that <laughs> that could go wrong went wrong tonight. But we still got through it, you know. And, and it's a good lesson for the new, new year. You know, as we look at the things that we want to do, as we set our goals, as we try to reach, you know, that that big star goal in the sky. Remember, it takes baby steps to get there and set realistic and achievable goals for yourself. It's really important to have those victories along the way instead of starting out and saying, I'm going to write a book this year. You know, baby steps. Say, okay, I would really like to get my book out this year, and these are the steps I'm going to take to get it done. Because when you approach the baby steps and you have those victories, it keeps you moving forward. But if you don't have the outline to your story written, if you don't have an idea of where the plot's going, if you don't have an idea of where you have to step, you'll never get across the minefield. So you have to set those baby step goals for yourself and work on them one little bit. You know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? So really think about that as you set your goal for the new year, you know, what you're going to, what you'd like to accomplish with your writing in 2019. And don't just set the goal for yourself, but I want to see the baby steps. Write them down. This is what I have to do. This is what I have to learn. And then once you get those written down, I want you to send those to me. You know, these are the things, these are my baby step goals for the year, because that's going to help me put together some workshops and bring some guests on that are really going to help you achieve the things, the goals that you want, the things you want to do. All right. So thank you for being here, everyone. Happy Merry Everything. Happy New Year. Um, I hope it's a, a beautiful, blessed time for all of you. Please be careful out there and um, just 
just be inspired. I'm going to close the show with a track by Di Davina called Boy in My Closet, if I can get the track to play, which it doesn't look like that one is going to play. So we are going to play a different one. Unless I've got a second one. Di, let me look for Di Davina. I want to not play it now that I said that I was going to. Di Davina, Boy in My Closet. And I don't have a second copy of it. I normally do. All right, so we're going we're gonna to close the show with Dilemma. Uh, it's called this track called What If a Black Girl Knew. Fantastic, amazing track. I want to thank everyone for being here. Appreciate you guys. Happy New Year. And we will see you next week. Good night, everybody. What if a black girl knew that she would be desired by others only if she desired herself? That beauty is not a shade but a mindset and the best indicator of it is self-confidence. As I talk some sense, insert here confidence. What if a black girl knew that her lips were plump and beautiful, that she does not need to hold them in, make them thin, does not need to rely on Kylie Jenner to make her lips an attainable thing? What if a black girl knew that there is no such thing as a perfect nose because the nose isn't meant to be perfect, it's meant to help you breathe. And if you can breathe, black girl, you've succeeded. So what if a black girl knew that to be ratchet is a culture defined by the black goddesses whose weave could be any color and whose speech could be any kind of cross from slang to misplaced grammar. Such creativity, so what does it matter? Miley Cyrus does not need to twerk to generate praise for our culture. But what if a black girl knew, not to be bitter, that her father, like her sons, were raised by black hands, and you see in your father what you eventually see in your man, for the molding of your father came from similar hands. So if bitter is the sculptor, then how sweet can be the man? If bitter is the black girl, then how sweet can be our clan? What if a black girl knew that her rubies were hidden in the sand? What if a black girl knew that her hair too was like finely refined wool and not a fiber of her hair was the opposite of cool but it reflects on the outside, the struggle on the inside where natural meets the straightness that we take to our hatred, hatred for ourselves that we project upon each other. But what if a black girl knew that history recorded her as the most sought after? That her bosoms were like raindrops that wouldn't dry after. That her body was a magnet to worldwide wonder. And the jealousy was so great that it polluted the perception of a black girl until a thousand years later. Now what if a black girl knew that she was that same creature that drove slave masters from wicked hate right down to love by the curves in her figure? Eight, but that figure, eight billion dollar figures in the bank account of that Coke bottle corporation launched by the shape of that same figure. Eight, figure out, black girl, figure out. The figures match, the years of social degrading, delivered to the black girl's demise. Check your figures, media ratings, 1,000 Caucasians on the red carpet, only two black girls make the cut, and they wonder why we can't grow. Let me guess. Because there are more dark girls than Lupita Riongo. But what if a black girl knew? The life is what you make of it. And opportunities are what you take from it. And there will be no female black president if no black girl wants to become it. What if a black girl knew? Not to be victim. Not to be Pacquiao but to be Floyd. Because this Mayweather leaves sun rays on our lawn. What if a black girl stopped waiting for the defeat to spring from our floors? 
What if a black girl knew that she would no longer take the abusive relationship between her and the media, but decided to make wedding bands between her and her mirror? What if a black girl knew that change is possible and greatness is personal, and though it is black girls at the bottom of the social totem pole, pressure makes diamonds, so it's time black girls to make your diamonds glow. What if a black girl knew? 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 No, no, no. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.